This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, you better believe it. Yes, indeed. It's Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler back in the saddle. Segment number two of today's episode, like I always do, because what do we tell you every time I do a host? I say it's in podcast format. Ah, You know why I like to say it's in podcast format, because my friend Wesley Euler loves podcast format. I do. You know, and, Big podcast guy. And in fact, anywhere you get your podcast at, I'm talking Google Play, Spotify, Apple Music, it does not matter. We don't discriminate. We're out here. Just type in Steelers Blitz, and that is Blitz with a Z. And it looks like you have a – don't tell me you got a list of Zs over there. I see you, no, like, scrolling your phone and everything, I actually man. got a new review for us to read. Oh! Yeah. Because we do say if you give us a review, five-star or one-star, we'll we will read it off. We don't discriminate on that no, either. Listen. It's not a simple ever, concept, man. Arthur Motes, I've said this before. You and I on this show, we're like the Grateful Dead. We're not for everybody, but the people who like us, I mean, they really like us. Yes. So we know some of you probably think we're one stars, but but we, we'll read those off. We're rocking and rolling with the five stars as always. Uh, this is from Mr. and Mrs. Steeler Nation 920. Hey, shout out to the Mr. and Mrs. And this was uh, from Christmas Eve. It said, Merry Christmas, Wes and Motes from the 920 house. Thanks for all the entertainment and information. You guys honestly are the best way to get all things Steelers related. Five stars wasn't enough. Hope Santa brought you all you wished for. Hurrah! Hurrah! Nah, that's dope right there. I like that. Shout out to the Mr. and Mrs., man. And get this. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We got another one from Little Nation 920. Little Nation. This is Steeler Nation 920's son. I think it's awesome how you guys involve the fans and love the fun that you have on the show. Keep it fun. Keep it five-star podcast. Let's go. Well, thank you, Nation household. We appreciate you. I like it. You know, Arthur Motes, I love, right. love, love reading those reviews off. The people, you know, they make the show. So we greatly appreciate you. So like we said, man, yeah, if do. you have not already subscribed, man, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast at. Steelers Blitz. Blitz. Now, in the first segment, we were talking about uh, Coach Thomas' comments on Matt Canada, Keith Butler, and just the overall conversation about how we replenish our coaching staff, um, hiring from within versus spending more money. Uh, we know historically the Steelers haven't been the most, you know, active in terms of spending dollars for coaching staff. But we did present the question to the power grid, the megawatts. And as always, mm -hmm. y'all have responded. Yes, so have. it is time for your voice to be heard. So this is why I turn it over to my great here colleague to be the voice of the people. Calthrop tweets us and said, very interested to see. You know, the the next phase of, of a Mike Tomlin offense. You know, Ben has been driving that bus for so long now. Very interested to see Tomlin develop what will feel like his first NFL offense um, with a new quarterback and, and new coaches. Calthrop also adds, we saw the Mason, Can uh, Mason Rudolph Matt Canada offense earlier this year. Not so good. Technically, yes. But technically, technically, yes, but, but technically they also no. they they ran the 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 game the Ben Roethlisberger game plan that week. Yeah, yeah. you know they didn't know till Saturday that Ben was going to be out. Right, and so it's not like they had an entire week to formulate the game plan to Mason and say, "Hey, Mason, you do this well, you don't right. do this well, you do so this really good." So technically, you yeah. are right, but that that was not um the fully operational Death Star. Although, yes, I tell you what. If, if Matt Canada and Mason Rudolph together are a fully operational Death Star, I mean, what are we doing here? Hey, what have we been waiting on? 
See, so now this is funny. This is why I love the power grid. Our buddy G. Rob, though, Iowa State's finest, mm-hmm. says what bothers me all the time about the fire this coach, fire these coordinators crowd is that oftentimes they offer no names or no plan for the future. Very true. And I agree with that. Very true. Um, he says if you're so passionate about getting rid of someone, who fills the position moving forward? And right before that, Javier tweets oh. us and says, hey, guys, I think the Steelers should hire Marvin Lewis as the defensive coordinator. Yes, because I was about to say, we got names. We got options, <laughs> offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. I love I loved the duality yeah, there. I'm about to say Vic Fangio is a name that I've seen coming up. Ken Norton Jr. Ooh. just got fired uh, out in Seattle. He's another name. There's some big names out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. We also know who, uh, just from the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores. Elite level defensive coordinator. We've seen what he was able to do in Miami, just different sub philosophies down there. But even he's available in terms of defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators. Well, you know, you got your Doug Petersons. We talked about, uh, well, we haven't talked about him, but even Pep Hamilton. He's another yeah, interesting yeah. name that comes into the conversation. And that doesn't even talk about some of the college guys that, you know, are down there right now having success. I mean, in Alabama, they're always going to have guys you're going to pick from because they always yep. have an NFL's list of former NFL Bill coaches. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, it's we got options if we want to go that route. And the same about replacing Kevin Colbert. We've given you multiple options yes. there in terms of in-house and out-of-house. My biggest thing, regardless of where we go, I just want us to do our due diligence. Mm. That's why I like I don't want it to just be promoted from within because we promote it from within. Right. Promote from within if that's the best candidate. Correct. If when I look and I have two in-house, two outhouse, and I feel like this guy is the best of the bunch, that's when you promote from within. Yep. But I don't want you promoting from within just because that's the status quo and that is what we're comfortable we're comfortable doing. I completely doing. agree with that. Because to me, that is just gonna set us up for more heartbreak and more disappointment down the line. And you know what? You know what? It's funny you mentioned Kevin Colbert there in the in the promotion of you know jobs internally. The song that we're singing about bringing in new voices, new ideas, fresh eyeballs. When we talk Kevin Colbert and, and get into that realm, it's going to be way different because I've got all the faith in the world in Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt, and those mm-hmm. guys have interviewed for other. But you know they haven't been the oh well, where's the coordinators that are interviewing for other jobs? Omar Khan's. Texans last year, yeah. Bears this year. Yeah. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, I think that's really well said by you, though. It, it, there's, some, there's some names out there. There are. Like I said, it, it, we don't have to feel boxed in. Like, I understand years past you might feel like, hey, we, have to ha- we would have to have promoted from within. I don't think that's the case this go around. I don't. I think that if they want to and they want to utilize the resource that they have financially, mm-hmm. they can get – a more proven commodity, a guy that isn't a project or a guy that we don't have to just take your learn word on, on the job. Right. Like I don't like on the job training per se. If we don't have the perfect situation, like if you had all this talent on the field, well, yeah, on the job training is fine. But we have said, well, yeah, we got some flaws. Even the coaching staff has acknowledged that as well. So if we know that one part of the equation isn't what it needs to be, well, we can't have both parts of the equation not where it needs Completely to be, agree. but then expect something miraculous to happen. That only worked in Disney movies, you know? Unfortunately, this isn't a Disney movie. Yeah, Pixar, too. Yeah, well, Pixar. Yeah, Pixar's kind of like the second cousin of Disney. It's true. Same family. Second cousin? Yeah. That's eh, not my cousin, but we're, we're second cousins. It's we're like, loosely related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. We're both on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> we're both on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> we both got our movies on Disney+. Plus. Rod Dollar tweets us and says, I would give uh, Matt Cannon another season with a younger quarterback and see how it goes. I Listen, I, I'm sure there's not as yeah. many, but there's definitely people out there, and I... 
that's at least intriguing. Like I I don't necessarily love it, but it's it's more intriguing to me than well, what we had this past year. That is the truth. Uh Theodore, our buddy who changes his name on Twitter all the time. <laughs> was turned down for Watt for a while, Watt DPOY. Now it's thank you, Big Ben. But it's our buddy Teddy. Uh, with Coach Butler retiring, who do you see or want to see become the next defensive coordinator? You laid some names out there. I, I also, two modes, like if it is Terrell Austin, people are going to flip on that one. That 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 wouldn't make me lose my mind. Because like you well, said, he's he's Ter- a proven Terrell guy. Terrell is qualified. Yes, he's, that's the I word. I just yes. don't want you to promote Terrell without interviewing outside candidates. That's my biggest issue. That's a great way to put it. Because to me, those two things are different. You can believe in a guy because he's been a part of your organization. He's a part of the culture. He's bought in. You like his concepts. But let me feel like, hey, man, he was a better candidate than a Vic Fangio. At least interview him. Because one we know has done it. One we know has done it at a high level. One's coming off of a head coaching opportunity. Whereas with Terrell, he hasn't been the D.C. here. He's been the secondary coach. Right. There's a difference. There is a difference. So for me, it's like, yo, just do your due diligence. That's all I'm asking for. Just do your due diligence. You know, like I said, because promoting from within, at times, it makes sense. At times, yes, you should promote from within. But other times, I do feel like we we do it, like I said, out of the sense of comfort. And making moves out of the sense of comfort is not going to help us in terms of end results next year. Or going forward for that that matter. You know, as you lay this out, you know what I'm... You know, we're, we're worried about the whole sense of comfort thing. Uh-oh. I mean, there's there's a quarterback who's been down on the south side for like five years that the Steelers mm. have gotten a lot of looks at. And no, mm. I don't mean Ben Roethlisberger or Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Could this be? We'll talk more prospects when we get closer Whew. to the combine. I was about to say, are you, are you going where I think you are going? We – okay, at one point – got to hold me to this, all right? Mm-hmm. At one point – before the draft, it can be around combine time, maybe when we get deep, you know, deep diving into position groups and all that stuff. Okay, okay. I've got a top three list for you of my nightmare scenario <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger successors. Okay, from, from outside the organization. Okay. Whether it be veterans in the league, mm-hmm. whether it be rookies who the Steelers could select in the draft. I'll give you my top three at some point when we get into that conversation. Hey, fair enough, man. I, I'm cool with that. Number one on the list, if you've listened to this show for more than five minutes, you should know who it is. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm-hmm. Yinzer Steve tweets and says, I'll be okay if Terrell Austin gets the defensive coordinator job, but I'll be upset if Matt Canada is back. I may be wrong, but has he ever had any other success than the one good year at Pitt? Depending on how you view the LSU time. He also says it feels like the Steelers are going to yeah. focus on the offensive line of the draft. Yeah, I guess it would how you view the LSU time. I know a lot of people look at it and they say as soon as Matt Canada left LSU, the offense took off. But it was also a big difference in personnel. And I, I think he was part of getting that personnel to Baton Rouge. Uh, yes. I mean, let's be honest. He was there for two or three years? I want to say three, like, if I remember, yeah. He was part of recruiting Justin yes. Jefferson and Jamar Chase That's and getting right. Joe Burrow to transfer from Ohio State That's, down to LSU. Mm-hmm. It's one of those... Um, who was the coach of the Golden State Warriors before Steve Kerr? I'm drawing oh, a blank. Oh, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson. Mark yeah. Jackson. A great analogy right there. Absolutely. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll never know, mm-hmm. but you could say, man, he really helped lay the foundation, and then the next person just took it to the next level. Because that was, that, was, that was his group. You he like, brought those guys you like in. like that example I just, that Listen, I just came up with on so, the spot So because there. it's the offseason, now you're dropping hoop references over here. Oh, man, I, I like this. I, I like this new West. <laughs> what else we got on the dot com? Thrash says, give me Matt Canada's offense with Josh Dobbs running it. Intriguing. And this was the other part for me because we didn't talk about it, but Coach Tomlin – when obviously he was talking about the paint in the bar and red and stuff like that, he also basically gave a vote of confidence in Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins that they at least deserve the opportunity, you know, to compete. They've earned that right. Mm-hmm. Now, Dennis say in terms of how they were going to acquire said competition. Correct. But he did say those two guys would be in the competition. Now, when I think of Matt Kennedy and his offense, and you think of Josh Dobbs, Dobbs, Dobbs does fit it perfectly in terms of the quote-unquote athletic ability but would you start Dobbs over Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins because of the athletic ability when we do feel like those other two guys are better passers than Dobbs? But those two guys fit under more of the Ben Roethlisberger mentality of, yeah. of player. <laughs> Buddy, I, I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had an answer for you. It's not adding up, man. All, all that I All that I do know is this. I hope it's a tr- – when we get to training camp, mm-hmm. I think we all think it's going to be Mason, it's going to be Dwayne, and Josh Dobbs probably as well too, and somebody else. And it's, yeah, regardless you're gonna, if it's I mean, you're a losing draft ben Roethlisberger, pick, you, regardless if it's a veteran exactly. that they bring through free agency. Yeah. Exactly. I just hope it's a true open competition. You know, I hope that it's not we bring in a Tyrod Taylor type, Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. type, you know, no, no, easy when you're saying Tyrod. I ain't know if you was about to slander him or not. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, are, no, are you, are a, you, a proven professional. Oh, okay, but I'm not okay. saying a veteran like. No, no slander. I'm not saying maybe someone like a, a Jimmy G, right? Right. But, 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 but a, but a, a, the te- next tier. A, a, te- a professional, next tier. a professional quarterback. QB1, yeah. not franchise quarterback. A, a, exactly. Um, if that's the case, which right now, if you made me, you know, push all my chips to the center of the table and guess, that's probably where I would go. I hope it's a true open competition and not just Mason's already penciled in. We need this other guy, you know, break in case of emergency type thing. Break glass in case of emergency. I think the only way I kind of – well, yeah, you bring up really good names. One name that came up to me, uh, Jameis Winston. I I would love that. He's the intriguing one. I would love that. He's the intriguing one because to me, if he's here – He's definitively better than Dwayne or Mason in my book. I know people will bring up the 30 for 30, but you can't bring up 30 for 30 without acknowledging the yeah. 30 and touchdowns. 5,000 passing yards. Yeah, and neither one of those guys combined have done that at the NFL level. Motes, you know how a lot of listeners on this show and other avenues where you do your football expertise around the city of Pittsburgh? That's sometimes, such a nice way to put that. Sometimes you get accused of being a Mike Tomlin apologist. Mm-hmm. I think you could say that same thing about me with Jameis Winston. <laughs> when this guy came out of the draft, I thought he was Ben Roethlisberger 2.0, but just a little bit more mobile. Um, it has certainly not worked out that way, but, man, I think there's a lot of upside there. I, I really do. Um, I would I would be intrigued by that. I, I, I would go that route as opposed to going with a Teddy Bridgewater or a Nick Foles or, or someone of that ilk. I would agree. Because while the floor might be higher on those guys, mm-hmm. the ceiling is is way higher potentially for Jameis Winston. Yes, Jameis. Do you think t- the Saints let him leave, though? Mm. And depends if they get Kenny Pickett or 
Yeah, Matt depending Corral on where they're drafting. At yeah. and they are two spots ahead of the Steelers. Right. And you have to remember, Jameis isn't a homegrown guy for them. Jameis is their project guy who Correct. they still never wanted to fully fall in love with. They wanted to keep allowing Taysom Hill to get opportunities, right? So I could see a scenario where, yeah, he could be potentially be available to us like that. And even if not them releasing him, even if we were trying to acquire him, I don't think that he's going to have a crazy amount that – hey, man, we got to give up all these resources to get him when, like we just said, the Saints themselves are going to be looking or could potentially be looking. So to me, he's intriguing. And it wasn't as if he had a bad time when he was down there. He was just hurt at times. Obviously, he had the ACL injury. That bumped him off. But when he's had his moments, he's had his moments down there. He's looked well. I agree with that. And and maybe, you know, um, Sean Payton looks at that and says there's still something there. But, most before he got hurt this year, he had 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. That's what I'm saying. Passer rating of 102. He got his eyes fixed. He got the LASIK. Oh, my goodness. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, at this, look at this number, 2019. Okay. Uh, yeah, the 30 interceptions is bad. 33 touchdowns and over 5,100 yards passing. That's all I'm saying. Like, we, we always chuckle at it. Oh, 30 oh for 30, 30 for 30. Goodness. But it's like, you can't chuckle at the 30 for 30 without acknowledging the 5k plus three plus 30 tutties dude i did not know that he was a 14 to 3 touchdown to interception ratio yes. with 102 mm-hmm. passer rating before he got hurt last year yeah but perception versus oh, reality he's just oh, always oh, perceived oh. as a turnover machine he's he was also perceived five and two as, as a starter yes. this year that's what i'm saying like yo he like to me i like him a lot if he if if we can make it work wow I didn't but i don't know how much they love him down there Average yards per attempt, 8.2 oh, no, yards. He, he's, he's taking it downfield now. He's going down the yard. Oh, I need the Jameis experience. He's going down the yard. Oh, now we want the Jameis. We can't get it now, and I don't think, man. It might be a, too, might be a, too, a little, little too late. Did, <laughs> does he say, remember when y'all could have had me, and now y'all ain't want me? It's true. And now y'all want me now? Back like, then they didn't you know? want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. I don't know where his petty meter is, but it could be there. Wallace tweets us and says, Winston really responsible for about 1,000 turnovers in his career. Yeah, we, we know. Again, we've laid that out. We know. But if he's responsible for 1,000 turnovers, you got to ever talk about them 1,000 plus yards responsible and 1,000 touchdowns you're responsible for. Because there's no quarterback on the roster exactly. right now for the Steelers that has that. They don't have the yeah. turnover numbers that Jameis has they, for sure. They're not close to them touchdown but and passing yard numbers either. They are not close to those other numbers either. Yeah. And if you, again, if you've got the right staff, if you've got the right mm-hmm. quarterback coach, you hone some of that stuff in, like the Saints were doing at the start of this year, 14-3. and three. Hey, Arthur Motes. You've said this before. Mm-hmm. You know, my father, who's a professional musician, has said this before. You're only as good as your last performance. It is that simple. 14 and 3 mm-hmm. and eight games. It's not too shabby. Sorry, seven games, five and two record. Right. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, we got a couple tweets here. Jason tweets us, Adam tweets us, uh, Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky. That's the kind of guy that I think I would like to get a fair shot. Mitch Trubisky is the intriguing one. That's an intriguing one. Because I feel like people either think that he is the complete worst quarterback to ever step feel, to ever step foot on the NFL field, or they think that he has potential left. But I always say, if we're going to be intrigued about Dwayne Haskins, how are you not intrigued about Mr. Trubisky? Because I can point to parallels in both of their situations where they go and you're asking, okay, organizationally, where are you at? Coaching staff-wise, where are you at? Talent around you, where are you at? Mm-hmm. And Trubisky, I mean, he's led a team to the postseason before. Like, if we're being real about yeah, it, true. He's, title. he's done those things. In Aaron Rodgers' division. He's done those things. <laughs> as bad as, you know, as Kirk much Cousins as we want to get on that. him. It's like, as much as we want to get on him, it's like, he has done those Did things. Did Matt Stafford ever win that division? Nah, bro. 
Mm. I don't think so. They made the playoffs no, once, they but they did the it as a wild card. Yeah, didn't it was a wild card, correct. There's there's intriguing options out there that you would not have to break the bank for. Right. In terms of listen, if I could sit here, Moats, and I could say, honestly, oh yeah, you bring in an Aaron Rodgers, you bring in a Russell Wilson, and and and, and you could go contend, but I, I don't think you're a yeah. quarterback away. You could maybe win the division, you could certainly make the playoffs again, but I don't think you're just a quarterback away. From from truly contending for a Super Bowl. If I did, I'd be sitting here screaming, you know, give up a first round pick and some other stuff and go get Russell Wilson. See what you could do with Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't think you're there right now for being honest. Yeah. And that's where I fall. I'm like, if we're talking about getting mid tier level quarterbacks like the guys we named that aren't going to cost a ton. Great, because I feel like our real quarterback is a year away. You know, when you talk Agreed. about next year's Agreed. draft. And that's why I think you go to the trenches this year and you start yeah. to build, and then you've got a much better situation for your next guy. And maybe you bring in one of these veterans that we've discussed but as, I, as a stopgap. But put it gap. like this, I do think guys like Derek Carr, guys, guys like James Winston, guys like Kirk Cousins. I think Derek Carr's pretty good. Any of those three, I am I would much rather see if I can commit to them and they can give me what I think in better situations they can, they can live up to versus waiting and drafting and all of that stuff. Just because those guys are moving at this level, and we know the draft right. is a crapshoot to an extent. All right, I'll do this now. Oh, no. I'll do this again when we get back in the oh, conversation, no. but I'll do this now. Arthur Motes, oh, you no. ready? Uh-oh. My top three mm-hmm. nightmare scenarios for next Steelers quarterback, mm-hmm. all right? Number three, Nick Foles. Okay. Now, why? Because Arthur Motes would taunt me every day and say, that's your boy Nick Foles who did what Carson Wentz couldn't do. Remember when you liked Carson Wentz? It would be a retread of ripping off of Band-Aids of old arguments on the show that you've clearly won. I don't need to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't have to take victory laps. My body work speaks for itself. Number two. Kenneth Pickett. Mm, and and because, why is this? Because to say nice things and to have to root for a pit player would kill me in the hubbub and the hype around the city and the attention that it would bring to the pit football program and all those things. I don't really need to explain it, but I just explained it. So, just for clarification, you're telling me that you're a West Virginia fan more than a Steelers fan? Uh, Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, that's why. I'm a Steelers employee, technically. So you're not a diehard fan then? That's all we needed to uh, hear? You know, no, you, know, you just told me so. I also... You know, we'll talk more about Pickett when, oh. we, when, we, get, when we get to the draft. Arthur Mutz, though, I didn't tell him myself of anything. Everybody who's listened to this show for he longer than a he, fart. He's a diehard West Virginia fan. Season ticket holder, yeah. But he's not a diehard Steelers fan. Can you be a diehard Steelers fan and be employed by the team and be a journalist and be and have integrity and be objective? I do it. You know, to be a diehard Mutz, when when the Steelers lose on Sunday, you and I don't come in here and our was, world is was, shattered I on still, Monday. I stay up all night to watch and now, him. See, though. you're just wine. This is where I wish we had the cameras going. You don't here stay so up all night to watch see. him though. Oh, I, I do. Yeah. Okay. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers, but there's a difference between loving the Pittsburgh Steelers and being. I, I don't know. I, don't I think, think you, you just can like be a diehard when you, you do it. Like no, I love them, but I, I don't think, think like you can because, be a diehard when this, you think do about what this. we do for a living. Think about this: if you were employed by West Virginia to cover the team right now, I think it would take away it some would of my. Not. It, it would no, because, it would yeah, because not. you can't just be a fan. You Why gotta can't be, you? Because you got to be on it. Why can't you be both? Because you got to be honest. I don't do both. I don't come up here and talk about my love for the Steelers as a player for the Steelers, as an alumni for the Steelers, but still get up here and critique and criticize them. I don't do that. No, I, and I think you I, could do that too. I do, but there's a difference between oh, Arthur Motes. Arthur Motes. When okay. when WVU loses on Saturday, my, yes. my which they do quite often, my uh-huh. weekend is ruined. Yes, because you love them. You're a diehard fan of them. 
Correct. You don't love the Steelers the same way. Uh, I, I don't love the Steelers the same way, but I still love the Steelers. So then you just like them. You're not a diehard fan. You're just trying to wind me up. You're just trying to get the people to it's turn cool, on me. It's cool, man. Hey, hey, man. Not everybody's a diehard fan. I understand there are some fair-weather fans. Oh, yeah. Now you're really trying to get the people to, to turn I, on me, I understand huh? that because the Steelers didn't have a success, now all of a sudden it's oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. This guy's got a WVU team more in, in my feelings well, no, about actually, WVU. you know what? It's, it's the opposite. You the, know, it's Real cool, quick, man. right? The Steelers yeah. in my lifetime, been to four Super Bowls, won yeah. two of them, handful of Hall of Famers, handful of amazing moments. They've given me everything. Yeah. If it was reversed, wait, don't get me wrong. WVU's had some really good seasons in my lifetime, but they've also given me the ultimate heartbreak where we should have won the national championship in 2007 and we fell a game short. Who did y'all lose to? Uh, that school located in the Oakland district of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, um, was it a close game? It was, yeah. Weird score too. You might you might have heard. Like if 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 the Steelers hadn't given me two Super Bowls and all these great memories, yeah. and WVU had been like Alabama and won right, fifty seven right. national chip, maybe that maybe it'd be different. It'd That's be different. part of it too. The Steelers have given me. Ev- I'm only thirty years old, and the Steelers have given me everything, multiple times over. Uh huh. Defensive players of mm-hmm. the year, Super Bowls, records. Division titles. You, you go great ahead and you, you go explain yourself to be a diehard fan. I hear you. You explain it. You just no, keep you explaining. Just try, it. Listen, you just. I wish the. I, see, this is when I wish the cameras in here were turned on so everyone could see how you're trying to wind me. What's over right. here? Explain it. He said, "Hold on, hold man. On. Let me break it down." Actually, I do like. That's them. your fault. <laughs> I don't like them. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers, but this is going to be my fear being employed by the team. It is a little bit different. He started minimizing his role. Like, man, I'm an employee, actually. Don't mind me and my, my, my granddad coming to the game and me watching it. And you see my dad and my granddad. I don't, don't worry about all that. Like, it's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it's cool, I've, I've laid it all out here on the show. <laughs> I've bared my heart before. I've told you about how I went to the 98 AFC Championship game with my grandpa at the River Stadium. I was wearing a John Elway jersey with my Steelers jacket over top. All right. A, a lesser man wouldn't have admitted the John Elway jersey part. See, the foundation, he's been flawed since he was an adolescent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> he had two. He didn't know where he wanted his heart to go. <laughs> He had the Elway jersey on with the Steelers coat. Y'all know he was singing. Sunshine was, on my shoulders, from the John beginning. Denver. <laughs> okay, so number three, Nick Falls. Number two, yes. Kenneth Pickett. Number one, do you have a guess? You should know who it is. Come on. Who is the person? Oh, man. Who is the singular person on this show that mm-hmm. I have downplayed more than anybody else? And I'm a pretty respectful guy because, you know, I'm a 150-pound jabroni. These are professional athletes. I feel like as soon as you say it, it's going to pop in my head, I'm stuck on Carson Wentz right now. It is not Carson Wentz. Oh, that's st- a good one. I'm go. so stuck that's on Carson Wentz one. right now, bro. Number oh, one Cousins. on my nightmare scenario is it of Cousins? Steelers 2022 quarterbacks is Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Most- oh, For years wow. on this show, I've been calling him. We'd no. have to go back and delete all those no, episodes. No, no. I was Listen, I was 50-50. I erred on Wentz because of the Philly connection. Oh, man. Come on. God, all the jokes, bro. all the things that I've said about Kirk Cousins at his expense, it have to I go know. back and strike it off but, from the but, record. But think about this. Our most heated argument. Dak versus Wentz. We have never. You and I were at each other's throats. We have ne- Think about I forgot who was you producing. Won. It was somebody else in Jacob, there. Jacob. He thought he was, he worried. was nervous. Ja- Jacob, I think, thought that you he were about to like, throw me up against the wall, WWE style. People were show cold. afterwards like, are y'all okay? Is everything good? <laughs> and I've admitted I figured, I, you won. I was like, you I've, know what? I've admitted you've wins, won. Bro. You've won. I'll take the L on that one. Wow. Big time. I mean, big time L. It happens. That's my top five.
Good and I'm sticking. I, I, I and, I'm, respect and I'm sticking to it. I can definitely respect that, man. <laughs> let Arthur Motes wind you people up. I love my Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, now, now he love him again, guys. Y'all see, I just keep shifting. First, he was like, "You can't love him and and be the journalist hey, and cover them and all these other things." Here's, here's all that I know. Oh. <laughs> if you go into my house, right? If you go into my house, you wander back into my bedroom, into my closet. There's only one NFL team in there. You go up into my man cave, mm-hmm. which is upstairs. My wife calls it the dude loft, the man yeah. cave. There's only one NFL team hanging in there. Question. You go to you go to Moti's house. I think you might find some Bills and some Cardinals gear. Oh, see, false. I'm glad you brought that up because you know how so you said you had to walk in your house to the bedroom, downstairs to the man cave. You know this is like hidden, right? As soon as you yeah, my walk house in, isn't that big. As soon as you walk in my house, as soon as you walk in the house, you bust. You you won't even have to take another step. Just turn your head to the right. You're going to see two Steeler jerseys, and you're going to see a Let's Go Pins jersey. Ooh. And you're not going to see another. Hold on. Motes, Palomalu, Crosby? No, it's, it's actually Crosby, Motes, Palomalu. But you, you, were in the, yeah, you were there, though. You were there. <laughs> but literally, you're not going to see another team hung up anywhere. Jersey, where there's my jersey, teammate yeah, jerseys. Yeah, if I go in your closet, though, I know there's some Cardinals and some Bills gear hang. In no, there. actually, no. Not, nothing you got hung Bills up. and Cardinals jackets and hoodies. and No, not hung up. I just meant like on hangers. I don't mean like display. Oh, but like they're, they're not pe- hangers like, either, like, though. Like, like, like you, you got the Bills gear and the Cardinals gear. I got only black and yellow in my closet. Who loves who, baby? Well, technically, you don't have black and yellow. Black and gold. Te- you don't have black and gold. Because, W, you don't wear that. Oh, this oh, guy. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to go. Oh. You know what I'm going to do there? I'm going to go back and scrub your Instagram and find all those pictures of you and Cardinals and Bills stuff. No, and then I, we'll do, go from there. I, I do own that, but it's not hung up. That's all I'm saying. Okay, and I have more pride in my black girl because I am a diehard fan, unlike Wesley Euler. We have we have come to that agreement today. That, that's, that's okay, now see, you got the people. Calthrop says, "Boo this man, boo." <laughs> Keith says, "Wes's true colors coming through, huh?" All my tweets will now only be addressed towards uh-huh. the body. And Rudy says, "Wasn't going to turn on Wes till he said the thing about wearing a John Elway jersey." Mm-mm-mm. That hurt as a Bronco see, hater. There, there's no loyalty here. Loyalty, like loyalty, said, loyalty. There's only one jersey that you're seeing in this household. Okay. Folded up on I mean, on display. Not even hung up. I don't even think I have a Bills jersey hung up on a hanger. It's folded up. Everything up, every, like Cardinals gear, Bills gear, is all folded up. Well, you know, when you got a closet as big as you do it, everything oh, can't go. Lord. Everything can't go Here on the hanger. He goes. Anywho, we're going to break, ladies and gentlemen. But when we get back, we will continue. You know, the conversation in terms of some of the tweets about the coordinators because I know we still have some more of those. We're going to talk about that. But I also wanted to start our unrestricted free agent series where we're going to talk oh, about yeah. two particular players I'm excited for, for these next couple of days or next couple of weeks or whatever and we'll make a decision of you know will we bring them back or not and you'll have to come back to find out which two we're talking about but ladies and gentlemen this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on SNR